Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about phishing trends, and we're talking with Dave Jevons of the Anti-Phishing Working Group. Dave, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It's a, it's a timely call because in the news today is um, the announcement of what they're calling the fish fry. What can you tell us about the significance of this news from, uh, from the U.S. and the Egyptian governments and uh, what it means to people in your business? Well, the fish fry is, uh, is an operation that uh, the FBI and uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office put together in uh, conjunction with Egyptian authorities and um, the Electronic Crimes Task Force out of Los Angeles that's operated by uh, the Secret Service. And what they've been doing is uh, trying to find some of the people who actually run these phishing scams and who are responsible primarily on the back end for taking money out of people's accounts and um, making the payments uh, to the bad guys typically outside of this country. And uh, what they've announced is the indictment of about 100 suspects, uh, 53 of them in the United States and the rest in um, Egypt. And this, I'd say the significance of this is it's really the largest uh, law enforcement action that we've ever seen uh, in really around cybercrime and, and, uh, and phishing. It's a large number of people all indicted at the same time. It really shows that law enforcement is getting much more successful at being able to find out who's perpetrating these crimes. But Dave, just to put this in perspective, let's say you can take 100 people out of the equation in the phishing uh, crime space. What kind of a dent does that take out of the crime? Well, it's really hard to say, Tom. There's, uh, you know, it's an unknown number of people out there. Typically, what we're concerned with is, one, sending a message to the rest of the bad guys that they're not immune, that they can go to jail, and that the U.S. works with other countries to put people in jail in those countries. I think that's the, that's the main thing. As far as a dent in actual the number of fishers out there and the fishing gangs, it's probably not significant. Now, Dave, you just released a new report on the year's fishing trends. What are the major headlines coming out of the study? Well, I'd say the, the biggest thing, which may come as a surprise to people, is that um, fishing is, uh, is back. We saw a decline over the last year or so as people moved more and more to um, malicious software and crimeware that they would install on people's computers without their knowledge. Um, but the bad news is really that phishing is back. In fact, we're at an all-time high in the last few months as far as the number of unique phishing sites uh, detected. It's the highest in, since April 2007. Um, the number of unique websites that are hosting these phishing sites is at an all-time high. Um, the other, I think, important trend to note is that uh, we're seeing a change in the number of companies that are being targeted. So we've seen a shift uh, not just from banks but to really to payment services. So things like PayPal and other internet payment services, consumers are being heavily targeted that use those services. And that's really how a lot of this money is stolen or is moved around the world. What do you attribute this rise to? Is it simply the economy? I think that it's, uh, it's the economy. I think that um, at the end of the day, you know, fishing works. I think we're seeing increased numbers of people participating in it. Um, we're definitely been seeing an increase in what we call mule recruitment. And this is basically people advertising fake jobs 
on the job boards like CareerBuilder and Monster.com, where they're offering jobs to people that, you know, they they say it's working for an offshore company, doing funds transfer for them, that type of thing. And really, if you take one of these jobs, you're actually being in part of one of these criminal gangs moving money around the world. And one of the ways they do that is by uh, taking payment accounts, using other people's payment uh, accounts and bank accounts. And I think that attributes some extent to why there's a big increase in phishing, particularly targeted at getting access to you know, Western Union, PayPal, and things of that nature. Now, you get into this to some extent, Dave, but I wonder if you can expand upon this. What are some of the new schemes now versus a year ago at this time? Well, um, you'll know that uh, in recent days there have been um, some other phishing-related uh, news that's come out, which is that uh, there have been databases of tens of thousands of um, users' Hotmail accounts, Gmail accounts, Yahoo accounts, where they, it appears that they've been phished and um, it looks like there could be hundreds of thousands of people that have fallen for these scams, and their usernames and passwords were posted on some websites. We believe that's actual fishers uh, posting evidence so that they can uh, sell the rest of the credentials. And what's important about getting your email credentials is they actually use that to start to work to get the access to the other sites that you have um, passwords to, so banking sites and things like that. So we're seeing a lot more clever social engineering where they start with access to your email, they can monitor it, they can see when you're traveling, they can see where you get bank statements from, and they can then potentially spearfish you. The other very important recent trend that we've been seeing, which is very concerning, is the increase of phishing for corporate accounts. So we're seeing very targeted spear phishing attacks where they actually send emails into companies targeting the people who work in finance, the chief financial officer, that type of thing, and they're basically getting banking credentials to corporate banking accounts where they can, of course, transfer very much larger amounts of money, hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. They might even go in and create fake employees that get automatically paid for several weeks until someone does a review and figures it out. So that's a very concerning new trend. That's what the FDIC was telling us about a few weeks back. That's right. They've been providing some guidance along with uh, with FBI about uh, this corporate uh, spear phishing and takeover of corporate accounts. Yeah. So from, from the good guys' side of this, Dave, what have we learned from the recent incidents that we've seen over well the, the duration of this year? Well, I'd say that uh, from the good guy side, what we've learned is, one, it's not going away. Uh, two, there does tend to be some uh, overlap between the phishing folks and the people who are trying to spread uh, malicious software onto your computer. Oftentimes, they actually do that by phishing you, so they'll actually send you emails pretending to be from your bank or what have you, and the point is not to get your password. The point is to get some software installed on your computer, uh, which can then steal all your passwords, for example. Um, We've also been seeing uh, um, you know, real sophistication in those attacks, and it's clear now that there are professional programmers working for these folks. We're seeing very advanced uses of encryption, encrypted communication. We've been seeing uh, the use of social media sites like Twitter and Google Groups to control a lot of this malicious software. So we've learned a lot about how these people are increasing their sophistication the professionalism of them, and how these underground crime groups are working.
Well, that's the flip side of my question, Dave, is what do the, the fraudsters seem to have learned? And it seems like they've gone well beyond uh, you know, needing spell check. Oh, yes, yes. It's <laughs> the days of getting uh, phishing emails where uh, badly broken English and bad images are largely gone. Um, the fraudsters have learned, and I, and I believe increasingly when we see some of this corporate targeting, is that um, you know, massively spamming out zillions and zillions of spams out there you know that that works okay, but it's not great, and the, you know we're onto them on that. So they're definitely getting much more targeted. They're getting more sophisticated. We're finding them taking more time to work on their targets. So they will actually use what we call multi-channel fraud. So they will um, they will send emails. They will also, for example, put chat sessions up, making you think you're talking with someone from a bank, for example. Um, they're using malware combined with phishing. So they're definitely learning what we do, trying to keep one or two steps ahead of the security industry, um, and they're getting really good about using our infrastructure against us. Now, one of the things I found really distressing, you talked about it a few minutes ago, is how smaller businesses are being targeted now, especially when it comes to banking accounts. They don't have the same protections necessarily that consumers have. That's right. What do you find to be some of the greatest security challenges now for institutions and for businesses when it comes to phishing? Well, I think that the the real challenge here is the smaller companies that, you know, as you mentioned, Tom, not only do companies not have financial protections. So, for example, if uh, someone steals, you know, your credit card number and makes charges on it, you have legal protections uh, around your level of liability as long as you report it within let's say 30 days, you're going to get your money back. But companies don't have those protections. They pretty much have to report any fraud within two business days or else they don't get it back. And that's causing a real problem for small businesses. So I think one of the major challenges here is educating the smaller businesses and having smaller businesses have the security uh, capabilities in email filtering, in anti-malware, in network protection systems, and educating those people. And I think that's a challenge for banks to educate their customers because at the end of the day, there's no 100% way for, for financial institutions to you know, completely protect if a computer is infected with malware or some of these sophisticated Trojans or, or even simple phishing. Um, so I think it's an educational challenge, and uh, I think it's one that's going to be with us for quite some time because there are millions of these small businesses out there that just the people who work there are not educated about security in the way they need to be. Well, it's a perfect segue into my next question, which is for financial institutions, what's the big takeaway? Now, one thing that strikes me is that no bank wants to go to a business customer and say, you know, you're at potential risk doing business with me. So it's a bit tough for them to swallow. It is a difficult one where, you know, you, you want to let people know that, that it's safe to do business on the Internet, and it, I mean, generally it is, but there, it, it continues to get more and more dangerous, uh, especially as these threats evolve. So I think for financial institutions to talk to their, their customers is challenging. I, I thought the guidance that uh, the FDIC put out um, recently for corporate customers, it was basically pay financial institution, here's what we recommend you tell your customers. And it was good guidance, but one that struck me was you should do all your corporate banking on a computer that is locked down that cannot do web browsing or email. And I thought, well, that's a bit strange because how do we do corporate banking if we can't get on the web to do corporate banking? So 
you know, there's there's some difficult guidance out there, um, and I think you know we're going to have to find ways to allow corporate customers to authenticate better to banks, to make sure their computers are clean, maybe to have virtual environments where their computers are more clean when they connect. So I think there's a technology challenge and an education and messaging challenge for the banks. Dave, one last question for you. We're down into the final quarter now of 2009. What are the fishing trends you're particularly interested in tracking as we go into 2010? Well, I think, you know, looking at uh, the increasing in social media phishing trends is definitely of interest given that we're seeing a lot more of these, you know, email accounts and social media accounts attacked and we're starting to understand how those can be used to leverage your way into uh, getting into people's bank accounts and payments accounts. And I think the other one really is looking at this corporate-oriented fraud and, uh, and, and trying to keep a handle on it, trying to track it, trying to understand the trends because we are seeing rapid evolution. We're seeing large amounts of money attempting to be moved. We're seeing, you know, in some cases, there'll be 25 transfers of $9,000 out of a company within a couple of days, and it can really clean companies out. So if that gets very broad scale, it uh, could be a real risk, and it could actually start to become an economic risk. So we're trying to keep an eye on that. Dave, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much, Tom. We've been talking with Dave Jevons with the Anti-Phishing Working Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.